What's up, everybody? This is Healing Intentions, and I'm your host, Dr. Adrian Mimetti. This podcast is about natural health and wellness, mental health, cannabis, psychedelics, philosophy, and spirituality. Today's a bit of a different episode where I'm having past guests Iliad and Dr. Ben Myers on for a roundtable discussion about psychedelics, music, life, and much more. So let's get started. Okay, we're live. Uh, this is another episode of Healing Intentions. I've got a, a roundtable episode today with prior guests, good friends of mine, uh, Iliad, who's Adam, and then Dr. Ben Myers. Uh, welcome, guys. So happy to have you here today. What's up? What's up, man? Awesome. So there's lots to talk about. Uh, lots of recent experiences and uh, lots to catch up on. So, you know, glad that we can make this happen. Really had a good time recording with you guys on the episodes that, you know, first one with you, Adam, and a couple episodes ago with you, Ben. So, yeah, man, it's kind of crazy, right? It's been, uh, it's been an interesting year, but it's, it's a little bit uh, surreal, almost like, the podcast has kind of taken off a little bit, you know, man. Yeah, man. We were just talking about it being a thing for a little bit. Shoot, it's been for almost a couple of years, but when it finally kind of started out, you know, it's like, here we are. Here we are. And this is the 10th, 10th episode. Tenth, yeah, 10 episodes. That's awesome. 10th episode, <laughs> which I'm excited about. And uh, like we were just talking about before we hit record, you know, positive things that happened in 2020. One of them for me is starting this podcast and it's been, it's yeah, been great. That's you exactly know, what I was just thinking. Quarantine happened and I said, well, shit, what am I going to do with this extra time? And here we are. It's so. kind of a perfect blend for you guys uh, because like, I remember listening to your guys's first, you know, your podcast on the road driving from Illinois to Michigan. So yeah, it was, it's awesome. And it's kind of cool to see the level of, I think um, probably positive reviews and things like that at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely and it's illinois is where we all you know connect we all lived in the same neighborhood growing up you know so it's funny <laughs> like here we are recording yeah. this episode like who would have thought yeah so um <clears throat> why don't we get right to it ben i know you had a, an experience yesterday why don't you share with us uh you know kind of your preparation going into it and and what exactly you did and how it all went if you don't want to just you don't mind just go ahead and unpacking all that for us yeah for sure um what happened like earlier in or at least late in 2019 in august uh i started just reading a lot of different things and having having this want some sort of internal drive to like try to become closer to either enlightenment or trying in some ways to become closer to god um not not from the typical Judeo-Christian kind of mentality per se. Um, just wanted to get into spirituality. And uh, I just listened to a lot of um, podcast lectures from like Vision Like Yanni and meditation and mindfulness and, and that kind of product that, that they put together uh, amongst so many different speakers, uh, as well as just 
wanting to try some, something different. I mean, listening to you and, and your Peru trips and ayahuasca and, and kind of having that stage where you, if one wanted to kind of come out of the body and see beyond the veil, there are modes of something done. And I always had some form of fear around it to a degree, because I didn't know what that was like. Um, I don't know anybody that, that openly, unless that they've kind of had some sort of aha or been guided in a certain way. I don't know anybody that's, that's actively striving to possibly see beyond the veil. Um, and also just to, you know, give you guys just some context too. Um, I've listened and read a lot of authors that have talked about like near death experiences or even the afterlife. And so again, that's like another layer to like beyond the veil. So anyways, um, kind of fast forward now, I've done so much work reading, listening to you guys, um, your philosophies, welcoming the abstract to a degree, enjoying things for what they are, Adam, your art, you know, just a lot of other things like, and, and the, the level of openness that, that you guys have to something like this, because we could get into drugs are bad, right? You shouldn't be on them. But we were all kind of brought up in the precipice of that movement yeah well that that might be on the that could have just been on like the the coattails of like the the 80s and like the the sort of i think that was like reagan right mm -hmm. sort of like just say no yeah yeah what what was the campaign or no it was the the bushes too it was it was the bushes that were that were really really got serious about cracking down on everything that was cool you guys remember dare in the fifth grade and they had the police officers come and <laughs> try to scare the shit out of yeah. us and yeah i even ended up being a dare representative later in like seventh or eighth grade and look at me now <laughs> yeah you gotta wonder about that whole dare program like what I, institutionally like what was all behind it like and was there was there money to be made in dare programs i'm just i'm just curious like you know who cashed in on dare oh, for sure <laughs> when it when it was hot you know all, and then all i started the realizing like all these it's, it's just like all this really idealistic advice and it's like yep don't do it and it's like okay well everybody's gonna be confronted with things that are a little bit harder than that so you know yeah it's funny and it's and it's interesting. Like, had we gotten the education that that we now know today, like, I don't know if the experience the experience would have been different. I think anybody could say that, right? Which yeah. maybe who knows? It could be what's to come. Um, I think the but, problem is that they're lumping everything together. You know, I mean, we were never taught that there are different things. It's like drugs are bad. You know, it's not like no one said like, well. You know, certain drugs are really, really bad and have like really bad health effects that you can't, you know, predict so much. And then, you know, there's, you know, it's like lumping together cannabis with like heroin for if you're talking about (laughs) recreational, like both of them have medicinal uses. But if you're talking about recreational usage, you can't. That's like apples and oranges. It's like not comparable. you throw those all in the same bag and it's like, yeah, that can't be super effective for the, the one size fits all doesn't apply there. Yep. No. Um, so uh, kind of moving forward, just have done 
after like done the work, uh, taking all the time, meditating a lot, getting the body ready um, and having other experiences prior to that, um, I just wanted to try psilocybin. I'd done research, you know, we talked about early quarantine. I'd done research through Michigan's database uh, going into the Johns Hopkins research, you know, mm-hmm. put all the articles in through it on an external hard drive. And I think that equally helped you know, lessen the fear that I had moving forward into then ultimately deciding, yes, I do need to do this or, or at the very least I, I would like to, it's mm-hmm. my choice. And I think it's different probably coming into the intention of I've done all the things I'm ready to go. It's my choice. Nobody's pressuring me. Right. Let's do this thing. Yeah. Um, so basically I, I got, uh, just two grams of psilocybin from a friend. And ideally we, we were going, he was going to lead me. Um, mm-hmm. He's, he's slightly older. He's uh, 68. Um, and so he was going to lead me through this experience as he's, he's told me before he's had very succeed, you know, good experiences with this. Um, but due to COVID uh, and he's traveling, he ended, we ended up not decide we we ended up deciding to do it away from one another on a zoom chat Mm -hmm. and i can say for my first time now looking back on it it which was against my better judgment like i knew that i probably should have had somebody sober in my mind you know there leading me through it as a guide um i didn't um so like i'm here you know today sharing this so i mean and after it, it's, it was a success, but anyways, like, and I decided to take two grams of psilocybin and why was it different? Like mm-hmm. I, I talked to you guys, you know, you guys gave me music references, get out into nature, um, having some, you know, good visuals and other things that were there. And I had this plan constructed in front of me. And in some ways I knew that if I was possibly tripping, and I didn't know if this was going to go good or bad. I wrote something down prior to even going into the trip, you know, as things were interacting. And my other friend actually wasn't, he decided not to stay sober while doing it. He had a gram as well, but he took it before me. So like there was a little time lapse and then the amount was different. I took two, he took one. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting what I, what I wrote down in my notebook prior, cause I just want to write notes. Cause I had a notebook ready that if I could write that I would, you know, making any connections that I did before going in, I wrote this and I wrote oh, a good, a good intention. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very healing. Good to try um, at least. <laughs> so I, I wrote down, um, I'm doing an Academy. It's called the Dharma, the Dharma life Academy. So this is a part of my Dharma moving forward but it's, I wrote down, I am in capital letters, oneness. And then I wrote down just a word, uh, just kind of in scripture is I am that I am when Jesus is met, you know, by people that are basically wanting to crucify him. And I've played with that a little bit that I've now kind of reconstructed my own mind is prior to this, I am that comma, I am. And then just um, from I listened to uh, kind of spoken words through above and beyond is their flow state model. And, and it's kind of like when things are kind of in this fearful state, just breathe. So I just put down, just take a breath when needed. 
the neutral observer is key. And, and afterwards was remember joy and love and I'm enjoying my beingness. So mm-hmm. kind of like those things. So, so I set that intention prior. You, you are, those are all things that you wrote outside of the trip beforehand. before, before, okay. yeah. Well, yep. those look, those sounds like things that you could have written during it too. No shit. Right. <laughs> um, so, I mean, like so, most of the things that I write during a trip, like first off, it's like, it's just, you never know how it's going to turn out. Cause if you can even write or read, you know, at that time, you know, you're seeing like, you're trying to write it down and then it's like echoing in your head and you're like, what was I trying to write? You know, but like <laughs> yeah, half the time I'm like looking back at it and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense at all, you know, but, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's always, it's, it's best I think to go in with at least with like an idea of what you wanted to do so that, you know, when you do start to flounder, I feel like sometimes if you can get overwhelmed with the intensity of something and then you kind of, your brain just loses track of like, what was I even doing? And that's kind of, I think that that's when like life in general gets tough is when you just get overwhelmed and you lose the base for like what your intention is and what like, you know, like it's, that's why I think, you know, it can be easy for people to just get overwhelmed in crowds period. It's like, whatever you were doing now there's like all these other people's intention just in its way you know it's Mm -hmm. like you have to accept that and it's just a different you know it's like i feel like every time that i go to a concert or a festival or something there's always this like almost overwhelming anxiety about like having to give into this idea of you're around a bunch of people and you're gonna have to get used to it and like you're not gonna have anywhere you can go that's not around a bunch of people Mm -hmm. that you don't know you know it's like once you get through that, it's like, it's, it's liberating, but it takes, it takes a minute to set in, you know? And that's why it can be so hard to have a truly like healing, you know, medical type of an experience, um, at a festival, (laughs) it it can be done, you know, but it's quite overwhelming, especially at the beginning. It's hard to imagine. Yeah. It's hard to imagine kind of like following the threads further because there's so much of just kind of having to deal with what's going on. Right. But there, I would say that there's, you know, there's just as much a sort of, I think that's why kind of like the drugs and the festival thing go hand in hand. Cause there's like a, a part of like letting go where you're nervous right up to the edge of that, that precipice. And then once you go over, you kind of like look around and you like realize like, Oh yeah. Like these are just other human beings like me. And like, I don't have any reason to like be afraid of these people. You know, and and that's when you give your, that's why music is like, Oh, you know, like, Oh, there's music here. And music is like the thing that can bind us all together. It's just, you know, pure power of, of, I, I look at music really as, you know, it's just like another form of playing with light. You know, it's like you you can take the power of sound and, and frequency and literally like control it. It's it's kind of crazy how powerful it can be. Yeah. And it's, interesting it's, how we use it. You know, it's so powerful. And yet we use it as like, you know, pop music to like to make certain emotions of ours like mm-hmm. feel amplified, you know, or something like that, you know. It's, it's so, it's so different. Kind of like what you said, uh, Adam, with the, 
the music and light and I saw the tetrahedron in the background of your art. Um, but it, but it, but I saw a graphic of this and, and just like when you think of the actual triune of consciousness or cosmos, even you think of music, light and thought or, or consciousness. And it's this ever so going loop. And I think there's a lot of times we do take it for granted. Like you said, you know, um, kind of use it only sparingly when it could be a hell of a vehicle you know mm -hmm. in the end putting yourself in, in in good high intentions and other things i mean to say the least yeah well i feel like it's kind of like one of those uh it's kind of i don't know if it's it's not necessarily a secret but i used to always have this kind of feeling during a trip where it was like you realize at some point you're like i'm a part of this kind of like secret club that only some people understand this like and, and why what started to make me really realize is that I was like listening to these albums of of like certain artists that, you know, it's like popular artists that you're like, oh, this is probably a good album. But when you listen to it, you realize like this person was like trying to literally like reach through the speakers and like touch me and like change me and like make me realize like that like life is way more so like you go into it thinking like oh this is gonna be cool this album rocks and like you realize that the artists that made that only made music because they realized the power of it and they also realize like you know modest mouse is like a good example of like an artist where it's all packaged up like pop music. It's like the way you want it to look. It's a product, you know, but like they realize that this product carries so much more than money could ever, you know, encapsulate. So I guess when I when I would listen to an album and I'd be like, like these guys had to be like tripping their balls off to make this music because like they understand everything. I was like, how do these people understand the inner workings of like life and how didn't I realize it until right now? And then you come out of it and you just kind of realize like, okay, like I want to do stuff like that. <laughs> you know? That's like I, you never, you never quite wrap your head around like what they did to you. You just go like, damn, like this is like, this is what it's about. Like. It's a powerful therapy, man. I mean, I know you're into this concept, Ben, of, of the, you know, synchronizing the brain hemispheres and music is one of the few things that activates all areas of our brain and talk about synchronizing the hemispheres. I mean, that psychedelics and music, they both do that and they both go together like this. You know, the music that you're listening to while you're in a psychedelic session can completely change your session to make it go one way or another, yeah. bring up different emotions or memories. Honestly, and that's, so that's, that's really when, when I said like, you should listen to music. Like that's really why a lot of people I think shy away from, well, don't listen to too much vocal stuff is because you're at the whim of it, you know, and um, it could be good or bad, but I think like for me, it's always been like the real lesson has been to like write it out. Cause that's like, like I kind of say, these artists kind of know what they're doing. But sometimes like you can be like, do they do they really know what they're doing? You know, because like you can get some music can get very, very dark and you're like, For man, sure. you know, like this is uncomfortable kind of. And you kind of want to squirm out of it. But there's usually almost always like that's the whole trick is they're like just trying to grind it out of you. This like feeling of of like whatever it is that you got an issue with. 
it's all it's weird because you're the one who's got the issue the music doesn't have the issue you know right, it, right. It, music's just there bringing but it if out it's bringing out something dark in you some dark energy it's like you know it's there and and then it you know plunges you into the light suddenly when you're least expecting it and you're like oh this is what it's you know it's a roller coaster almost it's like Music at its best is, you know, playing with your emotions, but helping teach you something about yourself through it, you know, but mm, totally what you what you were saying there keeps reminding me of you, synchronicity. It's like that is what music is, is like, you know, you can listen to a bird chirping or a rock hit oh, the ground man. or, uh, uh, you know, ripples in the water and it all has sounds. But to take that and then form it into something is something, you know, totally human it's so interesting you know that you say that adam because like for example i have a really wonderful part of nature in my backyard i have a ton of trees um and and you and you hear like that binaural kind of beat going a frequency if you will have a ton of frogs cicadas Mm. birds Mm -hmm. chirping and then and then you realize that there's almost like this like earth's like natural frequency that you hear that they have as you're going you know, as you're sitting out there and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, like I'm watching light refract through my water bottle. Like you right. wouldn't normally, yeah. you wouldn't normally see that, you know, on your table and across. Yeah. Your deck. And you're no- like, yeah. You're noticing that it, that it's holding the whole, you're not just noticing it, but you're noticing the rainbow, you know, f- edges around it too. Yeah. And you're like, Oh wow. And then you're like, wow, that's on top of like the wood grain. And that wood grain is like so intricate, that it's, you know, and you're like, holy shit, you know, how, who built this? You're just yeah. like, who, like, <laughs> really? Dang it. It wasn't by the my jig's hand. Up. The jig is up. Who, who's pulling the string? <laughs> <laughs> and what's crazy is just while going through this, I'm, I'm still on the zoom call and, you know, my buddy's asking me, how you doing? Like, I'm doing fine and whatnot. And, it, and it's interesting, like, you know, he had told me when I came on, like, I'm starting to feel sort of a light body. Like I feel lighter. My, my, mm-hmm. my, if, I'm trying to think of a sake for a better term vessel, or even the kind of outside layer mm-hmm. is now lighter than what we feel like in the density that it is now. And then he's like, all of a sudden I'm starting to feel um, my existence go away. I'm here. But like, I'm not here. I'm like, okay, that's good to know that's coming. Um, mm-hmm. So oh, like I- an hour ahead of you, right? He's an hour ahead of me. Yeah. So like I essentially like start feeling lighter and then it's really, it's really, really good. I got all my stuff outside. Like I've set, I've set the intentions and everything. And then all of a sudden it's interesting as things are taking shape and form that I now I'm having troubles talking. I now have that feeling like I'm getting, you know, that I'm drunk and then it's hard to stay up. Maybe I need a nap. And then, and then this like kind of like formulation, like, damn it. Like I have so much to say to you right now. And as we're going and like, wait a sec, I'm not trying to offend you. I know what you're saying. Like, do you know what I know that, you know, you know, kind of thing going on in this circle aspect. And I'm like, just trying to tell him like shit like understanding you know lack of a better term for the other curse words but like it's like just understanding language is so laborious language and speech from the intention of of the cognition this is tough why do i have to bother with all these labels and descriptors that i got to be so damn specific to to get you to understand what i'm having to say when it's like right here like i'm i could talk to you right now right 
And then, I, and then this, yeah. yeah, go ahead, Adam. No, go ahead. Well, you just, you just reminded me, you know, and it, I, I think about this oftentimes, these certain experiences I've had in the past where, you know, you have to just wonder, cause I've had trips with other people present where you just kind of like get, you just like look at each other and you both think that you understand exactly. And maybe you don't really, you know, but like, I've definitely had that experience where like, I've been looking at another person and like, we're both like having this moment where it's like, are you, are you experiencing this right now? And it's like, yes, I definitely am, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah, you know, that's, it's like an unspoken thing. And you're like, it doesn't have to be spoken. Cause like how I process that into words is going to be different. And, and that's kind of the, that's the thing that I think is people need to remember about life and about, you know, what you're putting into the earth, you know, creativity period is like you can you can copy and learn from everything all you want but the real thing that people want from you and that you need to bring out of yourself is like your own brand of like di internal dialogue you know the way that you process things is what makes you so special you know it's like so you it's you like, lose a like lot your, of your your authenticity it's like authentically you right adam yeah. 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 But you lose a lot of that tripping. Like you can't grasp it quite, you know, like the normal, like the, the really, you know, eloquent, confident you is kind of like, like you can step outside of it. You can like see it happening in front of you. And I don't know, that's been a weird thing for me tripping before trying to like talk on the phone. You know, it's like everything you say will echo a few times and like you start to get lost in what you're saying. You're listening to what you're saying after you say it. And you're like, why even bought? I'm done. You know, it's like, I, I just, <laughs> oh, Adam, that reminds me one time when I was tripping <laughs> so hard and I, ca I called Adam. I'm like, Adam, I'm tripping my balls off right now. He's like, he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> he's like, you're fine, man. He's like, you're, you're all good. And then it just snapped me back to reality. He's like, you're right. I am good. I'm all I could good. Oh, I could tell, like, <laughs> you, know, you can hear. I could tell that you had, like, some uneasy kind of anxiety in your voice. Like, my reality is ripping apart right now. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it it may be. But, you know, it it's, you know, it's, it's the ride that you signed up for mm. in that circumstance. Yeah. It's. It, it, it's so and it does have an end you know it does that's the thing that a lot of people don't remember is it has an end it, right. it there's a specific uh, honestly the hardest thing to remember is like don't get caught up in the in the fear like enjoy this because it's going fast you know like enjoy this bit of time that you have to experience things this way before it's gone <laughs> i mean i think that that that's kind of a key statement there um that is a key statement and good to know um, next time when I'm not solo. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know um, what? I, I didn't say that, but I, I personally believe that going solo is like, um, it's the way to go. Especially, I mean, there's a lot that you can learn from being guided, but what I would be afraid of being guided all the time is like, your your brain is just like the the best shaman there is like you you've got things going on in there that like you don't even you know like you ignore a lot of the stuff you say but when you're tripping you just realize like man like if you just listen to yourself half the time 
you know, you know, you already got the keys to like, like the things you need to change in your life. You know what they are. Like, I think that's why people need to need to have the experience is like when people talk yeah, about yeah. a bad trip, it's like, what exactly are you trying to avoid that? You just can't seem to like grasp because like, if you are, you could go into this thing and like, yeah, I'm going to like, like if you're trying to avoid a thing, like that's the thing that you are not going to be able to escape. Like, yep. so if you're sitting there like, man, guys, I'm like, I'm this is not a good experience for me. It's like, well, there's some stuff going on then behind the scenes that you obviously don't have a grasp on, you know, and yep. tripping is a good way to like really plunge yourself into that introspection. Maybe some people, I just think, you know, get this thing of like, it's a, it's a fun thing. It's like, well, it could be fun. You sure. know, it could cause you to think about some stuff that you keep avoiding. Right. And, and you know, what's interesting is that I had this discussion with another friend of mine uh, around logics and it's, if the outcome that you ultimately want sober is you want this outcome and it's benevolent in nature, it's good. Right. But essentially if with what you going, if you, if you had a bad trip, but it catapults you into action to say, I got to figure out my shit. Right. And then that catapulted you into some actionable steps to get you to the desired outcome. Then that bad is actually not bad. Therefore it's good mm -hmm. kind of a thing. Sure. It's so, it's so interesting. Um, and yeah, I can say that, you know, as a, you know, just feeling this very laborious nature of, you know, using my body, I'm like, man, I don't know if I can get up, you know, I don't know if I can maintain seated. And, and again, these could be all my false truths, you know, like, you know, you guys, had you been there, been just sit in the grass or whatever, you know what I mean? It could have been different, but what I chose to do is I chose to move my stuff back inside and put them all where they needed to be. Make sure you don't break your glass water bottle. Okay, we're good. And then I'm like, okay, maybe I just need a nap. You know what I mean? Like kind of that feeling where it'll just pass uh -huh. and that might not be desired, um, but maybe I just need a nap. So I just like went down to lie on the floor and I, I just told my friend, like, I'm good. Like uh, you can do your thing. And, and we both got off. Mm. Now, now while doing that, you know, I'm lying on my stomach, you know, oftentimes during COVID, I was having issues sleeping. Uh, it's almost like there was different changes to my body occurring mm -hmm. that ultimately disrupted my sleep. So when I was fur furloughed, I was at home. I had hardly any patients. So like I took the time after I was done, all right, just meditate, just meditate and chill for a second reboot. And so like, I was like, all right, I'm just going to go lie on the, on the ground. I'm just like lying there, you know, on my stomach. I've got, I've got the bows playing um, some of the Dr. Hicks psychedelic music that you sent me, Adrian. Mm -hmm. I got the other one. Um, the uh, Adam, you sent me that other music spore, right? Oh, I sent that one too. Yeah. Spore oh, is the East Forest. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And so I, I looked at that one and then there was another like kind of like theta level relaxation frequency music that I played as well and ultimately when I start when I closed my eyes I just started seeing the Adam you said it was a closed eyes visuals right yeah and so like um, I would describe it as a film that that is happening in real time <laughs> for sure sort of. uh, and it's probably to each their own right so like I had yeah. like kind of like this like kaleidoscope of geometric figures going and ever so changing in different colors with the music, you know, with the eyes closed. 
And then it was interesting. It's like, okay, did I make the right decision? All right, wait a second. Now there's nobody here. Now, well, wait, what if something happens? Mm. Am I good? You know? Oh, and then, and then it was kind of, what's kind of interesting is that prior to all this, like the way that I talked to myself, one of the things you could do to kind of, to help like fix your traumas and your pain bodies is like imagining like your higher self talking to the child, you, and, you know, as a parent, you know, like sometimes maybe, maybe some had a rough parenting degree where, you know, your parents are coming at you, like it could break you. Mm-hmm. So like now I've learned like, okay, maybe from rather than echoing the traumatic experience, just talk to yourself as if, Hey buddy, it's going to be okay. So, so it's like, Hey bud, you're good. You know, just keep rolling. You know? And so it's like, anytime that you're catapulting in the negative, there's this thing like Adam, like you said, like you already have the keys, it kicks in. And, mm-hmm. and, and so like, but it's weird with the separation of nobody, like is nobody here. And um, there's a lot to unpack here just with this. And that's like, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> there's so many different levels to this, you facade. know, it's like it, I have had some experiences when I was younger that were like so, so intense that like you, there's just no real talking about how you feel about it. You're just like, literally, it's like strap in. You're going to be on, you know, feeling waves of stuff every minute, you know, and it's like, it feels so, uh, so intense to you in that time, but you keep saying like nobody's here. There's this song that I used to, there's an album and a song I used to listen to called nobody's here that, that it just kind of, you keep reminding me of. And it's like, that's ultimately like, that's, that's the pinnacle of what you can kind of get to is like this, this final feeling of like one, the feeling of oneness, like basically catapults you and you know, it's just you and the universe, you know, it's like <laughs> the what's, vastness what's, of space and then you. But what's interesting about that is this feeling of separation, right? There, there are many that have said that, for example, um, and this is not, again, religious, this is just a thought pro- you know, process, that in atheism, there is no belief of a higher power. You are the power, right? And there, I think there's some truth to that and there's some falsehoods. But there's an ultimate level in an evolutionary standpoint of people that, you know, in an egoic mindset, it's further separation from divine source or prime source creator. So like what's interesting that in this area of feeling separated, when you know it's not true, but it just that's what you feel right now. It might be the ego kicking in or the the conscious awareness, um, the false conscious awareness kicking in to where like, all right is so i mean am i gonna die here like on my stomach like is this is this death i mean how many friends have we had that have od'd i don't have Mm. anybody here to give me a a reference point Mm. um is this is this the legacy that i'm gonna live i'm here and then all of a sudden again like like this is not this is not how it goes like maybe i'm over exaggerating and maybe i'm feeling this way but like that's like in the moment like but that's like what you felt. And then all of a sudden, like, and I, I told myself like, no, this is not how, this is not how you designed this to go. And so like, get, get up you firstly, 
maybe you need to eject, you know, get it out. Yeah. Right. Like, that oh shit. Be- I fasted. There's nothing in there to get out. Pur- it's there. Purging. <laughs> right. Yeah. Purging can, can happen. Which yeah. I mean, like I remember, you know, vision like Yanni saying that he puked when he had ayahuasca. Oh yeah. You know, just that, that feeling Very of common. That, that purge. And so even, even with mushrooms, I mean, it can cause nausea in people and they can, oh yeah. I, I Jackpot. Can <laughs> That's the, the thing about mushrooms is it's, I think that it, it's a double-edged sword and it is that way for a reason. And I think that like what I was going to say earlier, I kind of like trailed off whatever, like before this meeting started, but like a lot of my art and stuff that I do is influenced. I mean, you can kind of see it, but like I'm into, I'm into really drastic stuff. You know, if it's colors, I want like all the colors, like I, you know, on LSD and stuff is specifically like you start to notice like the intricacies of like, color differences and you're like that's that can be so fascinating and that you know that t- taking that with you but like there's also like these really exaggerated images of like you know human behaviors and one of the things that i noticed many times tripping is that, yeah it's just like people use their mouth too much you know like they talk too much and they put too much bullshit in their mouth like mm-hmm. you know and like it it's it just like it, it kind of like brought up this this idea of me. And it's like, yeah, like you want this experience and it's been sold to you a lot of times, you know, in movies or whatever as fun or a party or whatever. Drugs are a party thing. Well, that's where like mushrooms come in or or a psychedelic experience comes in where you're like, you know, shove that in your mouth, you know, and then like it it just like kind of it's like turns turns you back on yourself and like now you're like looking in the mirror and you know is this supposed to be fun anymore you know it's like it's it's not really it like western culture doesn't get that we just turn everything into some product that you shove in your mouth like that's what it's supposed to be shove this shit in your mouth it might not even be food like but shove it in your mouth you know as long as someone's getting paid Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately just think about that just I mean, oral fixation period it's like yep we're sitting here talking obviously we're all good at it because we've been you know cultivated this ability to speak but like yeah you know it's also really one of the most important things for me to learn that i'm still learning and i suck at is like to shut up and just listen <laughs> to people like even people that you think like might not be like wiser than you like that's that's the worst is when you're just like, Oh, I gotta like, you know, pour my wisdom on you. It's like, no one gives a shit really about your wisdom, man. You know? (laughs) Yeah, man. Only if it applies to only as it applies to you and what you are doing with yourself. Like, you know, if, if people want to come to you for that wisdom because they see what you're doing with yourself and they go, Oh, I like how I like this outcome. Like maybe he can give me some pointers. I I like that. You know, I think a lot of people are scared to like ask for help because they're too proud to be like, Oh, I don't want to copy. Like you don't have to copy, but if you see something working, just like go ask. <laughs> it's like, like, dude, a I like, like lower. Doing, you know, I can, I be, I want to be more like you, you know, it's like flattering too to be like, okay, yeah, I'll share some advice with you because you like what I'm doing. I'll, you know, I'll tell you how to be <laughs> like me. Exactly. It's a very like, like lower vibrational. Like if you think of like the first three chakras, their power, their survival, their other things, it's, it's not as high. So it's like, the mere fact, like, for example, like if you want a higher level experience in love and cognition, et cetera, it's like, if you sit and listen, 
Like I, like I wanted to know what you guys, you know, had for me. Like I wanted to know what you knew you had the journey prior to me. And, and it's this, this openness of like wanting to know your knowledge, you know, out of non-ego, you know, out of the higher intention. And, and so, yeah, it was so well worth it because just inevitably as you know, I'm here in this experience, like while I'm having a not so good time at, at the moment, and this probably guaranteed this probably happened within five, 10 minutes, five, 10, 15 minutes, something like that. Very short. And then I was like, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have the separation. Maybe I should just give, give my friend a call back again. Boom. And, and what's kind of crazy is he was texting me at the moment. It's like some people throw around the frequency and they throw around the channel um, mm. just here and there, right? Like the frequency is the cosmos and, and we, are, we are the channels. And when, mm. when something like that, like you're linked into the same thing. So what's interesting is as I'm like, maybe I should go ahead and give him a call. Like he'll know what to do. He's good. Like he'll have my back. It'll be all right. He's saying, hey, man. Like, cause like you left abruptly, like, I don't know if he's really okay, but I just want to make sure like, you know, it's kind of like that um, mm-hmm. parental kind of feeling. Cause that's what he just, he holds a parental spot too. Sure. Um, and what's kind of crazy is like, is like, boom, like we're all connected in this issue. And then all of a sudden, like, as that was happening and I'm explaining to, you know, him, like what's going on, like now I'm up now I'm on my side. It's like, I already had the healthcare provider kick in. Hey, if you are going to puke, don't be on your stomach, kid. Mm-hmm. Don't be on your back, guy. So right. I like prop myself up on my side. I have a bucket, but like I didn't need the bucket. And even like before that, actually, I skipped a moment. Yeah, Cause no, actually, I take that back. Cause I had a couple moments where I got off the line with him and came back. Um, when I got off the line the second time, like it, the things crept back in, in, in terms of like death, like, is this how it's going to be? I mean, I've, I've talked to two people, one close friend, one family member right before they die. Like Mm. I was actually giving a massage to one of my friends when she passed away. Wow. Like we had to go into emergency med and friends and I on that spot and kind of come to find like later, like, cause, cause everybody was like hoping that she came back. She, she had a really laborious, like, you know, issue that had, go ahead, Adam. No, that's just, that's, that's kind of crazy timing for all that like did Uh, you have any inclination beforehand uh, when you saw the difference of weight when you saw her difference you could see it go like she went down she needed a heart transplant things like Mm. that but i didn't know we didn't know it's going to be that day we all decided like this is the weekend we're all going to get together at a condo timeshare hang out together like we did back in college and then you know it's it's like this uh denver Denver Packer champion, you know, conference championship game. And then, you know, uh, I had another family member who was dying of terminal cancer. And so I just knew that maybe palatably it'd be good just to do a little massage action. Mm-hmm. So like I was just doing like a shoulder massage because her shoulders hurt and all of a sudden, boom, went blank. And I'm like, holy shit. Wow. And so needless to say, this process went by. And while we were in the emergency room, Everybody, obviously your natural inclination is, I hope she comes back. Um, 
if you take a higher perspective and you realize how much something somebody's suffering to some degree, mm-hmm. honestly, I just chucked up a prayer or whatever. And it was, "Thy will be done. Like the outcome of this coming back or moving forward is nothing. Just want to express some love to you. Whatever you choose is your decision. And so fast forward, that was almost nine years ago, guys. Wow. I was in a Reiki session and I had, I had my Reiki master channeler kind of come to me is like, is there anything that happened to you at this age, 25, whatever? Sure. There's a female energy that's here that just wants to tell you something that you gave the act of kindness and the strength that she needed to continue moving forward. Mm. She just wants, she Mm. just gave me a big love. Here's a thing of love. And so what's interesting is that in this moment here, as I'm like, no, people have my back. Like essentially as I'm there, I get this feeling of people that have passed that I've seen as like guides, my grandpa, uncle who I've had dreams about, but also like he's really and I very connected. Um, I have other things about that. That's kind of like, you can't, it's inexplicable, but like he's there just talking me through this. And he's the one that I actually help. Like I was saying a prayer, right. The night that he was put on hospice, he died when I left the, you know, the hospital, my wife and I, four, four hours later, he passed away. Mm. And when, when he was there, it was, I kind of said your last rites in some ways, kind of from a book, another prayer, but his eyes open. Like mm. in that moment, he'd been comatose. He'd been in a coma for a long time. Wow. Wasn't able to express language, couldn't speak. And he couldn't open his, up his eyes in the end. And he opened up his eyes and he looked at me and it was present right there. And, and all I told him is like, all right, bud, it's okay. Like you're good. Like, like you can go, you have the right of passage to move forward. Like it's all right. I know like this man was, uh, had a lot of hardship, some of which that he created himself and some of which it just happened. He had polio. Like he was told he couldn't walk, uh, right before the vaccine had come out. He was 64 at the time. Wow. He could play golf. He played golf at Medina. Like he shot low scores. Like this guy was told that he couldn't do anything. So like he's had that fighter mentality all the time. So it's like, Hey bud, the fight's over. Like mm-hmm. you've already, you've already done what you need to do. Move, you know, move. It's okay to move on. And that happened. And so what's crazy is now this other way around kind of full circle is like, here he is. I could feel, pre- I could feel presence, not like a visual feel, you know, seeing you just feel like all these different people. And then, and then all of a sudden, like, depending upon your belief system, like I had other people like higher than that. So like, if you think of hierarchical, you know, in that, like in the beginning, like kind of thing, you realize that it, it, it's the, the isness of prime source creator is always there. Like these divisions, if you will, all same in rank, but there's like, kind of like divisions, how things go, like they're with me too. Mm-hmm. And then it just started this like cascade of feeling where like, now I'm on the upper man. Now I'm like soaring up. And then, and then I call my buddy back and we were just talking through that stuff. And, and it was amazing to be both on the up and up. Mm-hmm. And then there's like this catapult of all the knowledge that I might've read. Like I was express, and I'll, I'll pause for a second so you guys can kind of enter in, but like we had this feeling of like, now knowing what I know being like the prime source is always there. Now I'm just humbled. And it's almost like some people might say if they're brought before a being of divinity, 
some people might either idolize them or, or, or kind of create a God out of them. If you knew that you were equals, but also you still know that, that undeserving love, the unconditional love that's there, that's for you. And it's expressed to you. It's almost like enough to put you on your knees and humble you to say, man, I just thank you guys so much, like so much grace, so much everything. And just thank you. And then, and and then, we kind of went into zero point related conversation, which we can go there uh, in a bit, but yeah. Thoughts there guys. Wow. Yeah, man. That's, that's really interesting. <laughs> I mean, the concept, of about. Death, the, the concept of death is something that comes up a whole lot in, in any kind of work like this. And there's so much that it represents, you know, is it like, is it your physical death? Is it the death of your ego? You know, is it the death of like a previous self that you thought of yourself and that kind of person is dying and now you're kind of transforming into this new birth of, you know, this transformation of a new person you are. There's so much. And and then just the concept of people that have died in the past that are in your life still somehow. <laughs> There's so much there, man. Like you said, <laughs> zero point and yeah. beyond. But yeah, go ahead, Adam. Uh well shoot there's there's just there's a lot to go off of on there really of of all the stuff you just said but i mean i don't know uh death is just the thing that to me it's like the the most constant thought that i have is is of this like constant sort of like like you don't have much time type of thing and i don't know like I used to, I think that it's comforting when you go into experience, it's really intense. And at first you kind of go through all the crap and then you get catapulted into this different space where, you know, I don't know. I think you just kind of realize like everything's cool. Like whatever you're doing is cool. Like it's cool. You know, if you want to make changes, you make changes, you know? Um, but I think that it that you come into this, for me, the, the most positive thing that psychedelics have done is, I mean, basically changed, <laughs> like not changed who I am fundamentally, but like made me more into the person that I am and not be afraid of that. Like I realized over and over and over again, the folly of just all existence. Like, you know, and when you see people that you love pass, and when you see people that you love make decisions in their life that are like lifelong choices that are like making them unhappy, I just feel like, you know, it's hard to go into this stuff without bringing too much ego into it. Cause it's like, you know, you start to feel, I think that the trip, you know, you start to realize that you're like a fragment of this, this God thing. You're like, I'm a fragment of this. I'm a real part of it. And you realize like, I have a lot of power. And I think for some people that can be the scariest thing of all is they think about things they've done in the past. They think about their powerlessness, you know, they're like the, the thought of like having a power over their whole life is scary because they don't know how to wield it. You know, it's just, it's like daunting to think about. And I think, you know, that's people that you see, like, I think the word like, shadow work was coming up you know when you were talking there's like yep you hear people yep. talk a lot about that type of work and i think that really tripping is a lot of shadow work and people don't realize it it's like 
it's a lot of thinking about like, because when you strip away everything and it's, you know, when you say it's just, nobody's here, there is somebody there and it's like death. Like there is something there. The thing that's there your whole life, aside from your birth is your death. Like, you know, you might, you feel you're, you know, you feel you're invincible when you're a teenager. And that's the whole thing is you, you get to experience what it's like to be like, I don't know, like, yeah, I think a, a good word would be like ripe, you know, like a teenager is like a ripe human being. Like you're never going to taste better than that. Right. Like you, you know, I think that right now I'm in a, a, a wisdom place or a mental place that's way better. And I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't trade that, you know, the 34 year old mind for <laughs> the, for the 18 year old body or, or like 18 year old uh, recklessness sort of, you know, <laughs> willingness to have fun at all costs. It all like plays its part, but yeah, I think, uh, you need to, you know, when you, when I tripped, when I was younger, it was less about death. It was more about like the craziness of the experience. You know, one, I think yeah. once you have a few people, you know, like you had said, you had, uh, you had that, those few experiences. I've had a few experiences as well. Hang on just a second. Actually, you guys just, you guys For just sure. keep going without me and I'll pop back in real quick. I gotta let wow. someone in. Sounds good. Sure. So, so what's crazy uh, what's crazy, man, is, is, you know, just this thought process of one of the, one of the main, so like, you know, last episode we talked about uh, the QHHT, right? Mm-hmm. One of the questions that people want to discover in, in their, their hypnotic regression of their past life after the we're all done and we're in the kind of like subconscious collective is what's my purpose? The number two, what's my purpose? And is there life after death? And mm-hmm. it's like, you can hit like both of those suckers just right there, you know, with, with one stone. And what's nuts to know that, that there is no disconnect. And all of a sudden, like this knowledge of the frequency, you're on the same level. You know, you might not in this like experience here, like terrestrial experience on earth, understand everything that you truly do if you will like just if we were to say that we are our higher selves as well um but like now you at least know that there is there is something other than the body i'll you know albeit call it god call it goddess call it mother you know mother earth call it whatever that you want to it, there's something there that's mm-hmm. the bottom line and that's really the all that matters and and then it's like now, now I went back to like prior trying to articulate this point. Cause like I started seeing time to a degree, like, like think about it guys. Like I'm sure that you guys reflected on your past. I'm sure you could see the wholeness of what was going on past, present and future all happening. Um, I kind of wrote this down last night cause I had trouble sleeping. Um, well, yeah. Just, just, just imagine like that. Yeah like you just go into it with this idea of like, Oh, time, time is a thing, you know, like, like the clock is, is accurate. And, and, you know, and that time is a real thing. And then you're like, you get into the experience and it's like, no, this is all just stuff that we have imposed. And like, we say it's this time, but it's, there is no time. And like, once you realize there is no time, 
you're just like, well, you know, I have to relearn it all now, you know? <laughs> totally. It's like if you guys thought a, a, saw a lens, right? If you guys had a lens of time, Anita Morjani had mentioned that when she had had her near-death experience, it was a 360-degree level of time, if you will. But let's just, like, for the sake of the argument, use, like, a lens, right? Basically, whether or not you want to shine light or the, your, your thoughts of the time segment on one side past, the focus is still here. If you do it present, focus st is still back in the same spot no matter where you go on that whole thing, meaning kind of like you're in the now. Mm -hmm. And so like, I always love like the, the <laughs> uh, kind of play on words, right? Uh, and I know we talked about this before is like the Yahweh. After, after hearing something else after that is the, it's nowhere. Yahweh means nowhere. And I guess that I learned yesterday that the Jewish community is not allowed to say Yahweh. They have to say something different. But like Yahweh means nowhere, but also means now here. Mm -hmm. So like this like level of like presence now. And what's kind of crazy is now I is all I could think of is two things. All I could think of was the infinity symbol, the zero point, that part in between. Yeah. And then all I could then feel because that, I mean, that used to be like my thing when I was. <laughs> that's, that's I mean before I. Just in my becoming an artist and stuff, I used to be obsessed with infinity and things, but I, yeah, I would, I think that was like the, the biggest realizations is like you, you kind of realize like that you are in it, you know? And it's, I mean, it's such an obvious thing, like, you know, but to, to realize it fully, like that you are, have been given an opportunity to be alive and you are, and you are a, it, like you are an entity experiencing the universe for itself you know it's like jim Car jim carrey says like it's you know it's the universe dancing for itself or and what you just said like the and it reminds me of modest mouse again they had this song and there's the uh line it's the the universe is shaped exactly like the earth if you go straight along enough you end up where you were and that's, that's basically powerful. the whole thing is is you just you are where you are i mean we can talk so much about so many things, but this chance to be in a body and able to influence things is, you know, that's why it's sad. I think when we look around and realize that, you know, the world, which, which is a pretty evil place, the world is a place that is meant to take advantage of any weakness that we have and try and yeah. use it against us. And when you yeah. see that people have been defeated you know, sometimes it's, it's hard to admit, you know, it's hard to say that when you think about like things, you know, if you yeah. think about other lives or things being on loop, you know, these people in your lives that have had hardships, you know, if you think about that's like their fate forever, that's their fate to be that person. And it's yeah. your fate to be a healer, you know, and it's my fate to be an artist. But, but actually, but before I, before we just go like dive into that and go like, this is you and that you're determined, you know, have you guys <laughs> seen the movie Soul? Yes. 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 So, yes. right. And I feel like that movie blew away my whole idea. It's like, yeah, sure. You think you're supposed to be a musician, but is that really like your purpose? You know, not, I mean, no one said you had to be a musician to affect the earth and to do something meaningful. And no one said that you have to do something super, super meaningful to be, uh, you know, to be a part of all this. Like, you know, like I, what I, what resonated with, I've seen this movie like 15 times. So I probably have a little bit like my kids <laughs> have watched a lot. So I've soaked a lot up, but like, 
I think what resonated the most with me is that, you know, he, he, the whole movie is about him thinking that like music, it's so important. And all I want to do is just get this place. And he just realizes once he gets there that like, this is it, you know, like I got it and I did it and that was cool, you know, but he realized that he was kind of a piece of crap to somebody else and tried to make his own, like his own trip, a more important thing than their trip. And go like, oh, well, you don't, you know, you don't have much meaning because like, I, you know, I'm a musician and I, I got meaning. And it's like, you know, is that, is it really about always having to define or is it okay to just like be a part of this world and like, you know, try and try and do good, you know, try and be good in it, you know? It's a, it's a great, it's a great point because I think after having this experience yesterday, it gave me the feeling of this, like honoring the presence of the person in front of me, right? Like, so say for example, that teacher honors the fact that he's teaching this girl music, you know, and she's a phenomenal trombone player or like, you know, she's, you know, or some other thing like that, that you could, you're, 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 we're not always present. We have, we have things that distract us all the time, 24 seven. And I almost, almost by design, and it's just like one of these things in which that if we were able to just live the dance and I so like the idea of just like living this like dance artistically, just from like, just expression. John but like Leonard, so, so in life, the moment. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Like, mm. You know, you can sit here and think about like, I'm going to be this, I'm going to do this. Well, your life's happening right now while you're thinking about this all better make it quick, whatever it is, you know, like whatever you're thinking of doing, like, otherwise you'd just be like a guy who sat and thought a lot and missed out on the good stuff while it was happening, you know, which I'm guilty of. I think that I, 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 you know, can't go back and get that, but I've always been guilty of that. An overthinker and an over planner, you know, I wouldn't be making crap like you see behind me if I wasn't an overthinker and an over planner, but, at some point in my life, it had to, I had to find a way to like, and I'm still trying to find a way how to not, you know, overthink and overplan too much. Like, I think there's a lot of, I, I you know, it's a, one of my like wisdom points in life that, you know, like my mom or something is always like, thinks is like one of my uh, weaknesses is like, I never have felt like in too much of a rush to get to plays. Like, I mean, in my own mind, I almost feel like, like I was just telling my buddy the other day, like, I was putting so much unneeded pressure on myself for years to try and achieve something to impress others. And the more and more that I realized that the only person I was ever really trying to impress was, it's like when I was younger, I never cared about impressing people. I was like, fuck, I'm young. It doesn't matter. I do what I want. But sometime in my twenties, I started like starting to compare myself by some metric to like, how's my life doing compared to other people? And eventually I started going, well, if my things aren't turning into some kind of profitable enterprise right now that I must be doing something wrong. So then I started pressing myself to always hustle and hustle. And, and I, I'm not knocking the hustle cause I love it. Like, I think I'm like addicted to it almost like it's a, it's a mode that you shift into. And it's why I love rap music so much. It's like, it's a mentality that you just like jump into. That's like, no, fuck it. I'm doing this by myself. Doesn't matter what you say. I'm going to bootstrap this shit like with every bit of everything I have. And I love that. It's, I think, a very uh, American mentality, I think, to do that. But 
you also have to be able to like to what end you have to be able to be like, I'm the master here. Like if I want to be ambitious, I'll be ambitious now. But if I want to flip that switch off right now, like I got to switch, you know, it's like right here, flip the switch. But when there's no switch, I think that's when, you know, you start to go off the rails. It's like, cocaine and you know that's why it's like you you, yeah you know you get you start to run away with like i've got you know i've got this to do this to do this to do and i can do it all it's like dude you don't got to be doing that you know (laughs) yeah man it it really comes down to to listening like we talked about earlier really getting good at listening and listening to yourself like we are our own exactly like your body being like yo (laughs) chill man Exactly. And, and I, I wanted to mention back when we were talking about listening, one of my favorites, you know, we have two ears and one mouth, you know, and we need to use those proportionately. We need to listen a lot more than we talk. <laughs> and twice as much. It's, it's the other way around. And so it's, it's easy to just talk, 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 talk and overthink and just, you know, w- without sitting and actually being present and realizing like, what the hell am I even talking about? Who's listening? Like, who cares? What do I want to do? What's right. my goal? You yeah, know? Not, not to get like into too, too much into like habits of very effective people or something, but like literally mm-hmm. like, it's funny how like eye opening books like that were in school and things, because like, I, I think that's like, I've always struggled with getting what I want out of life. And like, that's like one of those, like just huge lessons. That's very hard to get. It's like this selfishness thing of like, well, I just want this. I want this thing to happen. And you just you go in circles in your head about, well, I, I want this thing to happen and God damn it. It's going to happen. It, it should happen, you know? And when you start to realize that other people hold the keys to that, like that, they've always held the keys to that. I mean, like you're not going to do anything just to, you know, everything you do, for is for yourself but if no one else ever paid any attention to it like it wouldn't be all that sweet of a victory Mm -hmm. so if you want to like get that victory that you wanted you you have to start to respect others there's just no way around it and once you start to respect others and care about their story and stuff like other the other stuff just kind of takes care of itself like you know like they they realize like oh this guy is not just like talking to hear himself talk Mm -hmm even realize that he can talk to me about this and you know a little bit later and doesn't have to dump it all on at once like you know he's got like a wisdom to to not have to always be in control of of the situation and still can be cool yeah which you know that's hard that's very hard you know i'm a big mouth a lot of times and and but but it's also the isolation like if you don't have enough like this, I think, I mean, honestly, I think we should do this more and I think we should do it with, you know, maybe one other person throw them in there. Like, why not get another voice in here? But like this to me feels like a therapy session. Like what, what you were just going through, Ben, is like brings up like, yeah, when I was in, I've told you this before, Adrian's aware of it, but like you probably, you might be aware of it. Like when we were younger, um, I was in a car where there was a really bad car accident and there was like fatality, whatever, like yeah. I, I really witnessed a lot of that and yeah. like firsthand, it was very gruesome scene. And like, that was one of my first, uh, one of my first like exposures to some really like crazy, uh, traumatic anxiety bringing, like just making you think of, you know, it was like, we were going to a movie, like we were doing some typical teenage stuff. And like, that just like, boom, 
there's your, yeah. there's your night. And like, you know, you recover, but I've always felt like I never really fully recover. You know, that's like where the, some of the PTSD stuff comes, but you know, my sure. brother died a few years later. He, he committed suicide and stuff. That was like mm-hmm. to this day, something that really affects me. It doesn't matter like what you do or say. And that's like what you, what you were saying about what, when you witness people that you love die for me, it kind of made me a little bit more like not give a fuck <laughs> about things. Like I'm, it made me um, more like anarchistic about life, nihilistic and just be like, I mean, and I think that it's a useful thing. It's like, you need both, you know, the nihilistic side I think is good because you have to be able to go like, at some point you have to be able to go to some stuff like none of this matters, mm-hmm. you know, this doesn't matter. And I'm not going to like make it seem like it matters, you know, but on the other hand, you know, you could go like every single thing matters and both are simultaneously. I think that's like the yeah. truth Disaster. of tripping is simultaneously yeah. true, you know, yeah. the yin and yang right there. Yep. But yeah, you know, going through, um, you know, those experiences, I think it changes fundamentally how your lens views everything. And it maybe makes you a little more cynical, maybe makes you a little yeah. more selfish because you're like, you know, shoot, if they, you know, like my brother died at 16, I have this still this thing that's like, you know, whatever he didn't get to do, I'm going to do twice that, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, that's not even fair. <laughs> sure. <laughs> not even my lot in life, you know, to have, but, you know, I, I think it's this like, you know, it's not a bad thing, but it's, it's just, uh, I don't know. I think that talking about all this stuff and just going down the Avenue and bringing it all out is like, can't hurt, man. It really can't. No. What's, what's really interesting is that going through those. So going through, um, some of these experiences and being able to dialogue with my friend, you know, I'm looking at at the lens, like, okay, what did my parents think of when I might've done this? Because, you know, I did some crap, you know, younger at some point in time and you're able to flip the spot you know there's a want to be a parent in the future how will i be as a father i mean adam you know shoot man you're super lucky to experience that kind of essence of what you're giving your kids like what are you giving on the other end and it's so interesting that you know even in arguments kind of like my framework of arguments is switch is like okay relive the scene relive the scene from you Mm. now relive the scene from them it's like it's like in the moment of my trip like in afterwards now all of a sudden i have this easier ability to empathize and relive the opposite perspective yep you know and um kind of with what you're talking about um and we uh we could go into this possibly later but like after i was done um after i got you know i was telling my friend, how much I appreciated them kind of like as an uncle figure, my uncle passed away as a parental paternal side, but like you realize the value of your parents. You realize that what they did in your life, oh shit, I'm fine. I'm going to one call them. I want to express to them their value. They're like, what are you calling me about? You know, like, why are you being weird I mean, right now? At least you yeah. waited until after. <laughs> like you're being, you're being yeah. affectionate. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> truly, truly. Which unfortunately, the separation between you're like, uh, oh, nothing, just drug. No, I used to see. I, that's not a bad thing. I, I used to always feel like Sheldon. Like 
I would have a lot of feelings and I would never express those feelings to anyone. Yeah. You know, even yes. my parents. And like, <laughs> there was times when I would just like trip and I would realize like, holy shit, I fucking love everyone in my life like so much, but I like never let them know that. And I'd be like bummed about like, man, I wish I could let them know some way. But then I'd, you know, start, you know, you guys, you, then you're the weird person. They're like, what is wrong? You know, <laughs> why are you oh, overly he's, communicating he's just right now? <laughs> you know, then, then that's why they just explain it away is like, oh, he's a pothead. You know, he didn't yeah. you know he's just eccentric or something. <laughs> I, I like being, you know, that's the thing is like if if it's a between being eccentric or not, like be be eccentric in any way that you can be eccentric, because that's how you exemplify like who you are, like be loud with your expressions and like say shit that makes like don't just walk around the world trying to be PC all the time for everyone. Cause it doesn't do anyone a favor. Yep. Yeah. Which I know and I'm pressed probably the, not the most popular opinion. I'm sure everyone's like, fuck that. Shut up. You know, but the, 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 the popular opinion. <laughs> yeah. The popular opinion is like self repression, not expression. They're not speaking. Sexual, their sexuality truth. is a great example is like, Oh you know, man, do, do we even know, even in this age of like, you know, woke sexuality, do we even as human beings really know what it's like not to be sexually repressed? Even our ideas of woke sexuality are repressed. Like, mm -hmm. like ideas of the, you know, like I'm not an expert. And I don't claim to be about like the, the LGBT or, or as far as that goes into things, that's like kind of an attempt to claim back some sort of edginess of sex. But like, that's because we don't really fully get it all the way as mm -hmm people or something or we're, i think it's not that we don't get it it's that we don't know how it fits in the culture in a way that's not like destructive in some way like you know that's why we wear clothes like how where's the where's the like line drawn between where we can handle sex and not you know and and like the realness of it for example um because you know yesterday i had this like surge of energy going through and the only way I could describe it is like Adrian saying in previous podcasts are, well, how would you express your, your psychedelic expression? Well, how would you describe an orgasm? Right, because right. the feelings could be physiologically the exact same. And, and so like, all right, so, all right. So we're going to get weird if I start saying, well, yeah. So the psychedelic experience is almost like an orgasm, which, all right. So is this like a term where we not, we can't use the word tantric? So like mm -hmm. other other areas of the world, um, the the practice of like a tantric related thing is very sacred in nature between, you know, the divine masculine feminine energies, exp you know, like what? So we can't express that now. No, we can't do that in the Western culture. It's not accepted. I, yeah. I remember one time writing down and this probably doesn't even make any sense, but I remember one time writing down in the midst of a very, very powerful trip. I was like up typing out ideas that were in my head like this is how like i come up with some song ideas and stuff but like my th this is a typical example of like what i was saying earlier about how like so this is like the the typical me and then the woman that i'm dating during a trip is like i will trip and like it just flips me into like this different person and i don't want to go to bed anymore and I'm like, I got a lot of work to do. You know, I'm staying up all night. I got a lot of shit to write down. I got songs to write like this is crazy and I don't want it to end. And then there's like my girlfriend who's been tripping with me the whole time. It is like it, it, name any one of them in the past because they're all it's always the same shit. And they're just like, you know, I'm ready to go to bed. Like, just like turn this off for me, you know. 
And I think that's when I realized that, like, it's not them, it's me. Like, I am a different animal. Like, I don't see any reason not to be that way. Like, but I remember, like, when I when I was during this time, you know, and like, it just seems always like it irritates them, like, because it, it does. It irritates them that I, I think what I've realized is like, you know, this is probably controversial, I suppose. I mean, but it's <laughs> it's common sense too. Like, I think I realized that there's a the women in my life have noticed that I start to like not care as much about them when I get into this work zone. Like, it's like they're less consequential and they know it, you know, and they can see it that I like, and honestly, it's always been a thing. Like my passion for music and art has always interfered with my relationships because my wife currently and any girlfriends I've had in the past have all kind of been like, I don't get it. You know, they don't, mm. they a don't get it and B probably, I mean, honestly, I, I'm not trying to, I don't want to knock them and say anything that's untrue, but I don't think they even believe in me, you know, like they don't believe in me like I do. And they never have, you know, they look at it and they're like, wow, they get a little kooky, like for thinking that, you know, but once they see that it never ends, I think that people, you know, that's when people know that this is me, like for sure, <laughs> it, it doesn't end, you know? And, 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 I, I well, but what I wrote down though is is something about like that, you know. Basically, you are like this sort of like this masturbatory orgasm machine. Like your body is like this constant uh, antenna for sensation. It's like, and you can do things to your body to make it so, but you don't even have to. <laughs> You're just, you could sit there and meditate and you're just like turned on, you know, like full of, full of energy overflowing out of you. And it's sometimes we just forget. We're like, man, more, more, more. True. Like just, just, you know, mm-hmm. equilibrium with what you've got. <laughs> what's, um, what's interesting is uh, I know that we've talked about like the, the Ankh, right? Like for example, uh, the, I read the book, the ancient secret, the anchored ancient secret of the flower of life. I'm gonna smoke some weed right now. There you go. Very good. I just very good. Or I would have joined you. My intentions. <laughs> um, but like basically, when when going through this book, at the end of the book, they start talking about what's called a merkaba merkaba breathing, and this idea of going through just the channel, starting from kind of like right underneath, like your pubic area and taking the energy all the way up. And there's this practice with mudras, there's practice with breath. And and ultimately the design of that type of thing would be getting your light body going. You're kind of like active Merkaba inside your energy field. But, but more importantly, it's like, once you get there, like Adam, like you said, like if you meditate to a degree, you can produce the same amount of energy the same way as like the orgasm. But the goal would be is needing to repurpose that energy rather than just letting it go and then, you know, ejaculating per se. It would be it would be the fact of repurposing that through breath work and then like getting it to go like that energy kind of like turning it oh, ready to go up. Nope. Now we're going to change direction one way and you're going through the body side to side, front to back, top down. Like that's actually what the Egyptian Ankh is. And I was trying to tell somebody like that zero point for one is there, but that redirection is that like key to life, this, this prana that needing to like reuse it, recultivate. And then all of a sudden, like, boom, like that's like a part of our essence. And in doing that, 
maintaining that like as as you resonate as you feel your energy go up like orgasm and that that peak is almost like our active like physiological um, and and i'm not going to use this to like the completest term because you know I, I can't say for a fact that this is what it is but like this is what i would think but like our closest act closest to god's spirituality of feeling it is that so like rather than like i mean i think of that kind of like changes the perspective of what we even think of sex and orgasm and other stuff what i find so and it's always fascinating to me i think that you know that we are like just that we are what we are period it's just like kind of funny if you look at us like aliens yeah but like (laughs) we do all these things that we just have to do and accept you know but like you you need another person to achieve your feeling of like i mean and really i mean it's kind of a feeling of i don't know if it's a feeling of dominance but it's a feeling of like rightness with like being human like and you require another person to do so yeah <laughs> it's, it's just it's the strangest thing and it's like the hardest thing as a parent to try and like it's why no one wants to have that talk it's like how do you explain this to somebody like no and it takes a lot like that's why i think you know i'm like man i wish my parents had explained it better it's like well what were they gonna do it was weird What's, for them and it was weird for me <laughs> you yeah. know what's interesting is you brought up the lg or the the lgbtq you know yeah which i think a, is a just plus. you know pe- people expressing people people acknowledging that the way that you're born doesn't necessarily have to affect the way that you express yourself on a day-to-day basis if you don't want it to you know no and it's like it's like in that like you know people get so hung up on this image and what does that look like male female male yeah. male female. this is and you know this, is, this is why to it's me, member and member yeah right yeah yeah to to me it, it it's i have a hard time jumping into the talk at all because i think it's like not my place you know <laughs> And it's, it's a talk that's a lot, you know, if you like jump on Twitter and stuff, it's always happening. It's the same as the race talk, you know, like I am a race, but I don't necessarily feel like it's my place to like impose my idea. You know, it's like, it's just not, I think that I'm for everybody being treated fucking right. You know, treating the treated equally and appropriately the way you would treat any human being but i just don't know like where it is my place as a white male to jump into these talks and impose my you know opinions so i never know what i never i never what know what to say but i would say that yeah for me i just i look at males and females as like there's barely even a difference barely you know little bit sleeker features, fat in different places that, you know, it, it's it, proportionally some, some women may exemplify that standard more than others. And some, and this is why we are where we're at is, you know, some people are born males that just, you know, there's parts about them that just seem and feel more female to them. And that's their experience. And the same, you know, if, if, it's probably you know if you like look at pornography as as an example it's easy to see why some people feel uh comfortable being like sexually idolized by others because some people have a body or a aura to their persona that invites that like 
It could be the way they look and they have not like, or, or it, most of all, like you see, they want to look that way that people know what entices other people. So now they're trying to augment themselves mm -hmm. to be more of this. So we're starting to now, now that there's more of a, <laughs> more of a divide that we created. Now it's like people are going back into like trying to go, like not wanting to feel so divided or something. No, but it's so hard to talk about these things because we can never forget the divide either. We physiologically like act, I think, quite a bit different and, and not men and women, but masculine and feminine, you know. Right. It's about those Being energies. Anybody, but like the energy of, of more masculine or more feminine, it just it acts different. It, it presents differently. And that's what I wanted to, to say also, you know, sex is when it's done right, you know, can and should be a very spiritual experience. And it is that joining of the male and female bodies, literally, and the energies and it feels like it's one, you, you know, <laughs> go from the dual to the non dual, the oneness. And I mean, I felt like I am tripping, you know, in some sexual experiences, mm -hmm. like, whoa, what is going on? What dimension are we in right now? You know? Yes. And that's my problem with a lot of organized religion is they try to take that away. They try to say, don't talk about sex. That's not, nah, da, da, don't do that. That's not proper. And they kind of try to st strip that away. Yeah. From us. I mean, they go like, well, but you can, you can have, you know, you can do anything you want with your wife, you know, when right. you have one, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> like, don't, well, don't that, touch, don't touch that. So, until you get married. Yeah. It's like, oh, I feel so good for my wife who just has to deal with all my weird shit that I'm going to dump onto her when I, <laughs> you know, that's like arranged marriages. Like, you know, <laughs> guess we'll see, you know, guess we'll see what happens tonight. Like, you know, yeah. that's so for sure. And, and yeah, I guess. And that's the thing that I think about the most when I think about people who decide to go against their like, traditional you know their their gender that they were assigned with is like some people just like don't want to be playing that game <laughs> you know like i think some women or some some uh people that were born female uh don't like to be like the the subservient and a lot of men expect it, you know, mm -hmm. and it's become a thing where it's like, I think that it's just a stigma toward men in general. I'm not going to say it's unjustified, but it's a stigma. And I think like some, some people that are a little more open-minded, free-spirited and maybe more like uh, self-reliant people are just like, I don't need that, you know, from another person in my life. And that's where we get into play things where I think, you know, we new, new definitions of what a relationship is, because pretty much the definition we have of what a relationship is, is, is a very old one. Mm -hmm. Very true. Um, there's a book I just recently read, and it's called Bringers of the Dawn. And in, in, in that, they talk about this return of, of the male and female energy. And it's kind of like this redefining moment of what they are, because what we've seen now is this change because like, you know, innately like this world was meant to be like kind of like a maternal or a feminine related world. And, and what's kind of crazy now, what you see is this really cool sense, the women's rights movements, um, this empowered woman, 
we're getting to the point where what we've created society um, in society is the empowered female. But, but what we've actually taught in some degree is the empowered female, but less of her femininity in terms of absence of feeling. So like she's now, uh, they're now empowered, but, but sometimes the feeling is a little less and the male has lost a what it like the divine masculine by very nature in in addition to the empowerment or this essence of power is always is, is also a sense of feeling um i don't know how often that you guys when we were younger like were able to say that i'm you know you're able to express your feelings per se but i can tell you in, in my i wasn't no so it's like so like there's this like almost like reset it would have been probably made fun of i imagine <laughs> oh yeah. It, it just would have been it would have been Names. it would have been scoffed at you know it would have been like what what is this like like oh we're doing we're gonna do this you know it's like okay fine no <laughs> i mean it's like it's like adam what you said earlier is um you know basically expressing yourself possibly even overly commun- communicating to these entities you know wife parents kids like all right dad yeah whatever man like and, and going but like yeah. really it's like it's only because like we've been taught to repress so uh-huh. it's very interesting in this kind of air communication like energy yeah i mean repressing things has its benefits but uh i think that we could probably re reassess how it's how it's done societally. I mean, I don't think it's ever been an agreed upon thing. I think people, it's just like a knee jerk reaction. Like there's certain things in life that I just want to like hide from my kids. And it's like, you know, I think there'll be a day when I don't want to, but some things I'm just like, I don't think they're ready for that yet. There's a time <laughs> or there's a way. No, but, but, but then again, like, yeah, what, what are you sheltering them from? I guess I'd, I, I don't want anybody to get any sensational, like obsessions with weird things that they don't need to. And sure. I think that, you know, we came up in an age where I've, I've said this so many times, like I, I, the internet was so new our parents are not savvy like we are and they you know when it came about we learned it quicker than they did so we had all the tools and they didn't know how to monitor it Mm -hmm. so i feel like you know i would almost like i feel like i've just been exposed to so much that you know we should have, we have plenty of like traumas and things to deal with. Cause we've just seen so many things that we didn't even ask to see that were just put in front of us, you know? And then I guess you just kind of, it makes you a stronger person or it makes you more, more uh, th- have a thicker skin in the end. You know, so it's like, I don't want my kids to be exposed to these things, but then, you know, I'm speaking from my perspective of like the calm person who doesn't mind being exposed to these things, you know? And it's like, do you want to shelter or do you want to just go ahead and rip the bandaid off and be like, Hey, you know, this world is crazy. <laughs> you know, like sure. I could like hide my kids all the time. Like I could tell my kids all the time, like, you know, don't, we don't want you running around outside on un- unmonitored, you know, but I don't have to go into the details of that's, you know, that's because some crazy dude could like take them and rape them and murder them you know sure <laughs> like sure. you know how do you how do you impress it you get, that's the hard thing of being a parent is like going you can't do that and they're like well why 
like well because a dude could rape and murder you you know you can't say that to him so you're just like because i fucking said so (laughs) i said you can't do it and i know everything and they're like you know then they grow up the kids grow up typically like we did with like this my parents are just overbearing they don't get it you know like yeah well you're alive to tell the story so sure so i wanted to ask you guys this you know kind of as the neophyte here of the psychonaut um and it's you know i got this want to put like, you know, I've talked about kind of like my transition, you know, out of physical therapy to some degree, but like, I got this one as a creator being of creating something and putting it to the world. Like, I now know that the experience of what I had of the, you know, express experiencing possible death. Um, now, like I can empathize with those that are trying to get off addictive medic, you know, addictive drugs who might OD or other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to mm-hmm. be that guardian, like, overseer of the process and i would like to work in one of those like holistic um you know practices that do so you know naturopathy whatever that it is integrative medicine but like i guess what i would say this is i found out what i wanted and like the way that i'm walking life and how to continue like to me i guess it feels like you know whether it be walking up the stairs or the helicopter after afterward it feels like it's the same like i'm not I wouldn't change anything. Right. But it does tell me like maybe a little bit more about my purpose of what, how I want to construct this thing. But I guess I should ask you guys, how did doing psychedelics or, or continually going through these sacred rituals, how did it give you guys the expression of what you want to put in the world? And I, then I should say, then what do you want to put into the world? Mm. You go first. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> Great question, man. Yeah. Um, it's an ongoing process. No, we're all, we're all at the precipice of this too, right now. Like we're, I feel like we're all, I mean, we are all already doing something, but we're all currently actively moving into a new chapter that we're guiding ourselves. You know, we don't have to do it, but we're doing it because we want to, but yeah, go. Yeah. I just think it's a a opportune time for us to talk about this particular topic. Cause Adrian, you were talking about the, with Jonathan, um, what did you just, uh, your application, what did you just apply to in psychedelic, in the psychedelic medicine? Yeah. It's something that, uh, Dr. Crescencia Felty who I've had on my podcast before she's in the program right now. It's the California Institute for integral studies. They're based out of San Francisco. And they have a psychedelic certificate in uh, therapy and research. That's like a year long program. And I applied for that, interviewed for it. I'm waiting to hear back. I'm pretty Hmm. hopeful that I got in, but it was really competitive this year. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, And, and, and in that they obviously you learn from all of the top like psychedelic therapists in the world. I mean, it's amazing. And you go through part of the maps, MDMA uh, training protocol, learning how they're doing all of that. And, uh, yeah, so super exciting, but yeah, to answer your question, I mean, it's ongoing for me. I didn't touch psychedelics until I was 30 years old. I'm 34 now, you know, and just like yourself, I did a lot of research before touching any of them. Like I had many opportunities to try them before. And I was like, Oh, I'm not ready. You know, it's like, what was I really afraid of? Honestly, (laughs) it's like, what was going to come out, you know? And I still have that fear all the time every time I'm about to go into an experience it's like oh boy you know and it's like all that work all that stuff that's deep down I think there's still lots more 
coming up and lots more to work on, you know, but um, I just, my whole thing is I want to get the truth out to as many people as I can, you know, and, and he help heal, you know, as many people as I can. And I'm not doing the healing. I'm just the, the facilitator in that, you know, holding space and, you know, whatever, kind of showing people the path of like, Hey, maybe you might want to go down this way, check out this way, you know, but kind of being their guide, leading them through that. And so, you know, that looks like a lot of ways for me. I'm about to start my uh, practice, my website, which Adam and I are working on diligently. It's almost ready uh, to go live. Yeah. And, and uh, so I'm going to start seeing patients there and helping them, you know, with their their path, with their integration work and with, you know, however I can be involved in that. Um, and the, the goal in the future is to, to have my own psychedelic retreats, you know, and really go deep, you know, with people where they can come and a week or two or a month or whatever they need and just, you know, come back out of that, a completely transformed person. So that's kind of where I'm at right now and, and many more ideas, but kind of the, that's the, the nutshell. Cool. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, and you, Adam. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on in my house at the moment. So I guess we're kind of like working our way out of this, but yeah. Yeah. We're getting towards the end here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, I would say, yeah, you know, it's like Adrian said, you know, it's, it's a, it's a constant battle, I think, to, you know, to forge ahead and, and maintain your will while, you know, life's throwing all this stuff at you. And, uh, you know, like, you know, just a second. I, I got to take a break real quick. That's cool. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. There's the, there's the daddy life coming into play. You know, it's kind of crazy. I think that we both talked um, and it would be interesting to get somebody else on, like Adam was saying, but like the art of conscious parenting there, there's a book that was out um, just with uh, another physician. Um, PhD, but you know, she was, uh, featured on, on Lekiani's, uh, mm. mind Valley, but, but I was thinking of, uh, kind of like what you guys were talking about soul, you know, there's so much to unpack with that and this impression that we can make. Yeah. Anyways, oh yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Like jazz. Uh, yeah. Life is, life is like jazz, man. You know, I think that's the one thing you can take from it is like, you know, you you're improvising and you gotta, you gotta deal with, you know, what what you're, you got to play the cards you're dealt so that's the fun of it i think you know it's you can get overwhelmed and stuff but you know you you realize that the fun of it is kind of dealing with the adversity Most and definitely. Uh, that's the jazz of it but yeah i mean talking about i i was sorry i got i got interrupted because my okay. my kid just needed my help real quick but um yeah you know like adrian talking about doing research and you know like yeah there's Patience is, is key. I think, you know, when you look around at the way people expend their energy, I've been told over and over again by people in my life to like, hurry up, do this, do this. And I'm like, for what? I'm trying to conserve my energy to do a certain thing. And I want that to have impact when I do it. You know, if I was just like leaking energy everywhere all the time, just doing it to show off, you know, what would that amount to except for a, a more watered down end product? You know, so it's like, I think 
there's no reason to rush into things, especially, you know, like spiritual things. And that's the difference between it being a party thing and being an intentional thing is like going, I want to take this trip and I'm going to do it this time instead of being like, there's nothing wrong with just being like, you know, today's the day too. being like today feels good. I'm going to do that. That's fine. But like just being intentional about it and like, you know, when, yeah, I might've had a little jump start on you guys. Cause I think my first experience was when I was 17 mm-hmm. and the first time I smoked, I think was when I would was in eighth grade maybe, but you know, I, I it took me, it was like once and then like years before I smoked again, like it wasn't a thing. It was just a, mm-hmm. it was more impactful than like, I remember the experience for a long time after, cause there was only one. But uh, Erowit, I think, was, you know, I did a lot of research. And if I hadn't done that, I don't think I would have felt comfortable going into it. And that's kind of the difference, I think, when people look at you like you're crazy for doing it. It's like, well, if you did the research that I did and read all these different experiences, then you know a little what to expect going in and you know that it's it's not going to kill you. It's, you know, it's got a timeline. You know, when you look at Erowit and it says, you know, that it, the effects when you know oral are are expected to be 16 hours you know then at at this dosage then that's comforting because you know that people have done the work and that those people know a hell of a lot more you know when you see like pical and tikals of the world you're like well these guys know a lot more than i know yeah (laughs) for sure (laughs) i'm gonna trust them you know and they lived to tell the story yeah, the For Terrence sure. McKenna's of the world that, you know, you hear just the, the yeah, the people are you're like, okay, I want, I want whatever that guy's drinking, you know. <laughs> really quickly before we, uh, before we end, I wanted to make sure we go around and since there was so much negativity and hardship and everything that happened in 2020, I want to go around and just round table list off some positive things that happened to you in 2020 or some good things that can, you know, that came yeah. out of it. So I'll start for me. Uh, during quarantine, I started this podcast back in May and, you know, it's been going great and really enjoying it and just kind of getting started. Honestly, I also graduated naturopathic medical school. So that was huge. And then I also, I also moved to California. So, which has been a, you know, dream of mine for a while. So those are really 2020 and all was pretty great for me. (laughs) I'll have to say. Yeah, man. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. And it's been fun to be along for the ride too. Like I, yep. I feel uh, like blessed and uh, grateful to be helping you along the path in in whatever way I can, and like you helping me in whatever way you can. You know, it's a, mm-hmm. it's all love. All love, brother. It's, it's good stuff, though. It's good stuff. I'm excited. It's like it's things. You know, things that have been in motion, and and yep. I feel like I've. I'm putting into motion a lot of the things that I've been, I've been kind of, you know, setting up in the background for a long time. So yep, yep. it's fun. Good. That's, yeah. How about, how about you, Ben? Um, so yeah, just made lemonade out of a lot of lemons. Uh, I, I built a clinic that wasn't producing. Um, and I hate to use that in like a business type way. But I, I've met a lot of re- people in Ann Arbor, created a lot of really good relations, relationships after not being here for too long. Um, I created record numbers for this clinic, not twice. So after, before the shutdown, shutdown came after shutdown. And now it's happening again. 
like I've had to do it kind of like reawaken the beast again, Mm. uh, which takes a lot of resilience to watch it, all your hard work go down to nothing again. Um, I've completed the level one certification of the quantum healing hypnosis technique. Uh, I've made really good relationships with a naturopathic office here. And then also an integrative medicine physician. That's kind of a pioneer in Arbor and, and who's, somewhat connected to the thrive movement and i'd like to continue to continue moving forward in that direction um but honestly in the meantime i'm gonna continue to be the dancer or be the instrument and and play that song and dance the dance and and not try to rush out of the experience awesome man very well said yeah um yeah anything else guys for me 2020 was it was, I, yeah, I don't know. It was really all about getting back in touch with uh, what matters most. Like I got to spend a lot more time with my family. And I think that it was a opportunity to, to tackle some things that we need to tackle instead of, you know, being always out being trying to make money and, and not focusing on the relationships. So we kind of had to focus on that and that was needed. And I think it made us just rethink everything because we were like, you know, if this hadn't happened, would we have done this? And it was so essential. So like, what were we doing not having done these things? Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it needs to be ongoing. It's like there I don't want there to be a time where it's just like, oh, well, we're going back to the way it was. It's like, I don't really know if that was working, you know, like. <laughs> yep. So I think it's it's changed up the paradigms, you know, that we were living under a little bit and shaken things up um let's see what's what's some new stuff like yeah you know i've i've i gave me the time to be able to dive into my business times you know three you know my businesses are kind of related but not but it's allowed me to focus into the, each of them and get that going and i mean ultimately now i'm in a place where i guess i decided to uh bite off like sobriety <laughs> you know going into 2021 20, i stopped drinking and That's huge man you know, Congratulations. I've, been, I've been sober for yeah. one week now actually i think almost i think it's been exactly a week or maybe one extra one more day so that's you know it's just it wasn't exactly a plan it's just something that's been kind of in the back of my head that i know i i there's certain things i want to accomplish and i think that it will help me to stay focused if i if i just completely shake up the whole game and just flip the flip it on his head so it's like i'm gonna remove these shitty habits and replace them with some good ones and we'll see like one year from today like we'll see what we're what we're working with you know adam i gotta i gotta an ask of you because this is what i it just synchronistically came up at 10 10 yesterday um i ask just for today that when you're done for the day and completing your day, doing what you did and, and, you know, in that sobriety is play cubes. It was a good day. You got to do it, man. Okay. Hell yes. Yeah. Cause you'll yes. definitely feel the beat. And that's, that's kind of like what I felt I yesterday. It, so it's, and it's been yeah. a minute since I heard it. So I definitely you'll will feel do good. That. <laughs> Love that. Absolutely, that, guys. Well, this, so, was, uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. I I know we It'd could be do a fun lot more to do it of these. again. Definitely, for sure. Yep. We'll get, and we'll, uh, get, appreciate get you guys very much. Here or... 
who knows <laughs> who knows could join could could bring some more i feel like you know sky's it's just the like sky's the sky yeah sky is the limit and I, yeah like i actually considered yesterday hey maybe i could maybe i could just have an experience today and then you know come into it but yeah who, who's to say that next time we couldn't we couldn't all just hop you know we could all just hop on the zoom meeting right you know mid-peak <laughs> and, and hash and just hash it out guys i i love your ideas adam you're always full we'll, of we'll the just, best we'll, we're, yeah we'll we'll put our we'll actually put our you know our our foreheads right onto the camera and i'm sure we'll <laughs> we'll our be eyes will all connect and we'll we'll be touching one. we'll be touching in, a, in another realm <laughs> lovely well, on that note, uh, we'll end it there. And thank you guys so much. And uh, look forward to, to the future, all of us together. Always, Peace. man. Thank you. Yeah.